Hey there, get ready. You are now listening to Talk of the Town with Jill and Carmen, the one and only podcast for the Mount Mansfield community. It doesn't matter if you just moved into the area or you are a fifth-generation Vermonter. This podcast is sure to delight you and inform you. Go ahead, sit back, and relax. Here are your hosts, Jill and Carmen. Welcome to Talk of the Town with Jills and Carmen. Hello, Jills. Hello, Carmen. How you doing? I'm doing good. Awesome. It's good to see you. Um, we, yeah. We've both been away for a little bit. Huh? I know. It's been nice, hasn't it? It has been. So what did you do? So I went to Destin, Florida in the Panhandle. All right. And uh, man, is it beautiful over there with the Emerald Coast, the water that's so clear and the warm weather. It's just been nice and relaxing. What do they call that? The Redneck Riviera? Is that what that is? That's what I've heard it called. I don't know. Well, Destin, though, is the fishing capital, deep fishing capital of the nation. Really? Yeah. It has the largest um, fishing fleet. More than like New Bedford, Massachusetts. Yep. Wow. Well, you what know, about Maine? Come on. Well, hey, you know, Destin is the last name of the person who uh, founded the city, and um, they were fishermen. So they okay. call it the world's um, luckiest fishing village. Fascinating. It is. Uh, yeah, you ever been to Gloucester, Mass? I have. Okay, I think that they would try to fight that for that title. <laughs> The perfect storm. <laughs> the perfect storm, and uh, they have uh, a big statue of the uh, yep, the, the the fish stick guy, yeah, <laughs> the Gordon fisherman or whatever. I don't. Well, it is amazing how many how many um, fishing boats were in the harbor, and uh, we we were sitting on the balcony and we could see the the Gulf right. and all the fishermen going by, even in the thunderstorms, and they had tornadoes nearby, and they're still out there. I'm like, oh my gosh. They're dedicated. Were they shrimping? Uh, well, I think they were, but it wasn't. It wasn't uh, the catch of the day when we went out to eat. No, it wasn't. Uh... No, they had four other fish. I guess. I guess there's a lot of species of fish in the Gulf where they are. I'm sure. Yeah. So it's, it was. It's really fascinating place. It sounds so. How about you? So I went down to uh, the Dominican Republic. I was down there for. Um, business slash pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get to go down to a conference down there and speak, but uh, I took some time for myself and enjoyed that. And I know that I saw pictures of you with dolphins. There was, there was some dolphin activity. Yeah. I get to swim with dolphins. And um, so I, I did that for my wife, but my wife and I went down and, uh, you know, I, I surprised her with this this dolphin experience, and um, I have to say that I thought I think it's I I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> uh, so if you know if you're looking for something to do, swim with dolphins. Well, speaking of dolphins, I was hoping to do the same down there, mm-hmm. but they don't do that there. What um. You know they give cruises to go, to see dolphins, right? Sure. And but when you sit on the beach over there, 
you see them. You're in the water and they're not far from you. And what was really cool is you saw the shows because they would jump. And I'm like, why would I take a cruise? I can have my own show right here. And Absolutely. that was a highlight of our days. Oh, I bet. During the week is watching the dolphins. Yeah. Well, yeah one of the cool. things that, that I noticed while I was there at the, at the dolphin experience thing was uh, the dolphins were just as excited to meet me as I was them. It's funny, aren't they? They're people, people. They're people, They're pe people. They're people animals because they were giving us shows and they knew we were there. Sure. Yep. They're, they're highly intelligent and they enjoy people. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really interesting to, to see and be, be part of. But, mm -hmm. uh, it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good. Yeah. So now we're back to reality Vermont, yeah. right? <laughs> Colder weather. <laughs> Colder weather. Yeah. Yes. But uh, today, the launch date of this podcast is May the 4th. So uh, may the 4th be with you, our, <laughs> our listeners. And uh, it might be later when you start listening. So it could be, you know, May the 6th. May the 6th. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I enjoy all that stuff. But... Yeah. Yeah, and it's also Mother's Day this month. It's May. It is. It's the, it's the, it's, what do they call that? May baskets? I don't know. Who calls you know, that? I don't know. It's May baskets where, you know, people go around and they just drop off little baskets on people's doors or their friends with little things in it. Um, Maybe some, maybe one of you out there knows what I'm talking about. There's or maybe one of you people <laughs> out there want to bring me a May basket. Yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. they're called May baskets. And um. I, I've never experienced it, but I know people do it um, because it's May. It's beautiful. You know, the flowers are going to be coming out. And sure. Because we just had our April showers. Yeah. Still yeah. I, having, I but... accept uh, chocolate, yeah. <laughs> coffee. Yeah. yeah. Candy. No, not candy. <laughs> sure. Gift certificate. Absolutely. Yeah. Have yeah. you had one yet? Uh, a creamy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Go to Palmer's. I did, and yeah. I even went to get some more chocolate at Snowflakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. both are good. Um, and I can't wait to. Uh, well, you'll get you'll hear what we're going to talk about next, because then we'll get to experience some more things. Yes, we will. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But it's Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. Patronize your people in the area. And spoil your mom if yeah. she's alive. Spoil her. Go see her. Make sure you call her. Uh, don't be one of those bad sons or bad daughters oh. <laughs> that, that forgets mother and uh you know it's it's one of those holidays that can either be really exciting or really depressing yeah and so to those of you out there who are you know maybe don't have the greatest relationship with your mother you know we're really sorry about that things yeah. happen um we would just hope that reconciliation and you know yeah. redemption can take place there for you and yeah, and if um, if your mom is not with you anymore, you know, thoughts and prayers to you. It's yeah. a, it's a tough time. You know, maybe even a spiritual mom. Is there someone in your life that really spoke into you? Yeah. I mean, really, there are moms out there that have don't have children and they're moms. Absolutely. Or they have children and they're moms to more people because it's their nature. So say thank you to some of the, the woman out there. You know, that makes me think there's a, a, a I call her a young woman. So she'll smile. Um, but her name is Grammy Judy. And Grammy Judy 
is she doesn't have any kids, but she has a lot of kids. Mm. She's just a mother to a lot of people. And uh, yeah, as you're, as you're thinking, saying that, I, I thought of Grammy Judy. So, you know, shout out to Grammy Judy. Well, even teachers, some teachers, I know, I know one that was never married and she's a teacher, but the students loved her. And um, yeah, she mothered them through school. Yeah. You know, just just like others. So, yeah, bless that that woman. Absolutely. And if you're local, take her to JCAT, take her to Palmer's. <laughs> or buy some chocolate. Buy some chocolate, buy some flowers. Flowers, yeah. Hey, we don't have a flower shop here in Jericho. Well, Jericho Market. Yeah, there's some <laughs> at the Jericho Market. Yeah. And, of course, Mother's Day, uh, Mother uh, Memorial Day. Well, that's coming up soon. But we'll talk about that later, but we just want to put that out there. Because we do have some special guests for that. Yes, we do. That's just a teaser. Yep. (laughs) But we're on the fourth here. That's right. We're we're talking fourth here. May the fourth be with you. (laughs) May the fourth be with you. So we had a conversation uh, with Elizabeth King. Yeah. What a spitfire she is. Oh, man. You She's can... inspiring. She is. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to play that conversation for you. And uh, we're going to come back after and, and talk about our conversation with Elizabeth. Yes. All right. Well, here we have Elizabeth King with the Jericho Farmers Market. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm glad I'm able to come talk to you about the market and what it's like to run that kind of a community organization. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, welcome. And uh, so why don't we, you know, we like to start with um, some fun questions just to kind of break <laughs> the ice and a, a fun way to get to know you. Okay. Sounds like a plan. All right. So we'll start off with this one. Okay. What is your most regrettable fashion choice? You know... I feel like uh, I feel like moving forward with joy is a good way to deal with fashion. Uh, but my probably most dramatic fashion era, I have to blame on the fact that it was in the '90s when I was I don't know a kid. I had my best outfit ever, which was purple velour overalls and a stripy green uh, turtleneck with cowboy boots. It was my best look ever. But I did bring me so much joy, which, after all, is kind of the point. Right? (laughs) Oh, I love it. (laughs) It's true. Why wear it if it doesn't bring you joy? Exactly. And it does sound like a 90s outfit for sure. Yeah. 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 Love the colors. Yeah. Sounds like you're trying to be on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Or, you know, (laughs) uh, middle school this year. One or the other. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Awesome. So my question for you is, if you could be in any movie, what would it be? I don't know. I think there'd be fun things about being in lots of different kinds of movies. Um, But I love the production side. of. I do a lot of theater production as one of my hobbies. So uh, the film production part of it, I think, would be kind of the most fascinating part of it to me. so I, it almost wouldn't matter what movie it was, just learning how you kind of do that that sort of production, I think, would be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, that's a good answer. It is, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. 
All right. Well, then tell us what is the funniest, the most funniest or craziest things you've ever done. Hmm. I don't know if, I don't know. I've never been much of a, like, uh, you'll never believe the time when person. I was the cautious child who used to um, make my sister go down the slide at the playground before <laughs> me to check if it was too fast. Uh, but in retrospect, my parents put my sister and I on an airplane to Tunisia by ourselves when we were like 16 and 14. Um, my grandparents were living there. So once we got there, like there was a friendly face at the gate. But in retrospect, uh, that was a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, no escorts or anything? No. They I didn't mean, need it had, back then? Well, we we were old enough that we weren't required to have it, like by the airlines. Um, and we'd flown, you know, some with our family. So we were familiar enough with it that they, I guess they decided we could do it. And they were right, you know. We did fine. Like we had one layovers transfer. We had one transfer. Yep. We had to change planes in Italy somewhere. Um I know. Change planes because the (laughs) way that you get to Tunisia, at least you did then, um, was you would fly to somewhere in southern Europe and then they have the same little puddle jumper planes that fly from like Boston to here or New York to here. Also are the puddle jumpers that fly across the med because we were just going to, you know, Carthage, just right there at the top of the Med, and it's a, it's actually a huge tourist uh, destination down there. Um, or again, at least it was at the time. This was, you know, several years ago, and the um, government and culture in Tunisia had shifted a lot since then. But at the time, it was. It was I a don't big know tourist. that I could send my sixteen-year-old today <laughs> all the way over there. I don't know. That that scares me. <laughs> well, my, so my parents stopped. Divorced when we were young. My father lived in California, and so my brother and I would have to, but we didn't have to deal with international. Well, yeah, the different languages. Yeah, it's it's easy enough, I think, to look up and say, "All right, you know, when we're in Phoenix and the flight to L.A. is there." Yeah, but the 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 different countries. But they probably had English though, because yeah, we flew Alitalia, which is an Italian airline, but uses Italian and English. Um. And honestly, people are really pretty good. Like, they see some kids, and they're like, oh, we can help you out, you know? And, and everything went smoothly. Um, you know, I'm glad everything went smoothly. If something had really gone wrong, I'm sure we would have figured it out because my sister and I are resourceful people, and even then, we would have figured it out. But I'm really glad that everything went smoothly. <laughs> wow. I get it. No, but I'm a history buff. Yeah. And you were in Carthage. What was that like? So cool. Oh I mean, my that's goodness. Where Hannibal is from. There are places outside of what's now Tunis, as now the name of that city, not Carthage. It has been called Carthage in forever. But anyway, that city. You go uh, sort of, uh, so like most med cities, it's not right on the coast, it's in the river a little ways. Um, because if you're right on the coast, the marauders come, and that would be stupid. So none of those cities are right on the coast. Um, so if you go out to the coast, there's the old ruined city, whose name I have forgotten, Port City. Um, and it is one of those places where if you go out into the ruins, you'll see the Roman ruins with the Carthaginian ruins underneath them, with the Phoenician ruins underneath that. Like wow. you literally can see 
the layers wow. of like mosaic floor and mosaic floor and mosaic floor. It was so cool. It was it was fascinating. Um, that whole area. Um, mm-hmm. It really was. It really was very cool. <laughs> wow, that is amazing, and uh, we're gonna have to talk about that after. Yeah. <laughs> Because Hannibal and Carthage is just amazing. Yeah. Um, but let, let me ask you, because you're you're here to talk about the farmers market. It's true. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the farmers market. How you got involved? Um, how does your how does this translate for you as a passion into? Yeah. So the farmers market, for anybody that doesn't know, is held at the Mills Riverside Park on Thursday afternoons from three to six thirty starting on May 25th and running all the way through the first week of October. Um, We have, of course, lots of farmers, as you would expect, um, both veggies and other kinds of um, agricultural goods. We also have some prepared food vendors. You can come and get some food. Uh, We have music and craft vendors, other groceries. You can get, you know, things like bread or preserves or other uh, meat, eggs, all those things. You really can do a huge chunk of your weekly shopping right there at the market. Um, the thing that I love about it is it both is that very practical thing. Um, and it also is a community gathering space. Um, it's that concept of a, of a third space, which is this sort of uh, sociological concept that there's home and work. And then there's these third spaces and these third spaces are really vital for community flourishing, right? There are places where everyone in the community is welcomed, everyone in the community belongs, and they strengthen um, communities. So that's one of the things that I love about the farmer's market uh, in particular, aside from, you know, the, the sort of all of the vendors and, and folks that we've been, you know, supporting for years, just the history of it. So, so then how, how does that connect, like, with you personally, your passion, or how did you come about? doing what you're doing now and and what are you doing when because I read and I read online yes you have a title right and it says something so go ahead and talk a little bit more about that yeah so I am the manager of the farmer's market um the farmer's market is owned by its vendors it's actually a um a a vendor-owned collaborative um but to do the practical day-to-day work of making the market happen um, I work for them, so I'm the market manager. I manage logistics primarily. Um, I manage logistics. I manage um, the things you might see when you show up at the market, things like where did everybody set up their booths? Where do people park? You'll notice uh, signs go up around town every week to remind you that the market is happening. Um, so all those things that you can, you know, I schedule musicians, those kinds of things, all the things that you can see and then a lot of um, behind the scenes work to enable some of our other programming. Um, we run um, sort of two sets of, of sort of other programming, community support programming. One is that we run some kids programming um, and I help to coordinate that. Um, and then the other thing that we run is we run several programs uh, to expand food access to make sure that all members of our community can get fresh local food. Um, they've done a bunch of research and found actually that farmers market uh, groceries, especially fresh vegetables, are actually not more expensive than grocery store ones. Many people think that they are, they aren't. 
Um, and the great thing is at the farmer's market, we run a program so that if people have SNAP, um, Three Squares Vermont benefits, they can actually spend that money at the market and they can triple every dollar they spend. So if they have their card, they can bring it right to me at the market booth and I will give them um, a to some tokens that just allow them to pay the different vendors. Um, and then they can get um, for every, say, $5 you take off your card, you're actually going to get $15 worth of oh. uh, tokens to spend at the various vendors. So nice. it, it just opens up access. Part of that importance of being a third space is to really make sure that we serve as broad um, a swath of our community as we possibly can. Okay. Mm -hmm. So so you've said <laughs> some interesting words. And, and one of the reasons I started doing this podcast is because I love to learn about leaders and leadership. It's, it's one of my passions, I guess. I enjoy, I read a lot of books on it and whatnot. Um, and, and you said something that, that struck me. You work for the farmer, right? You serve them and you serve the community, yet you're the manager. So there's a, you know, a lot of times people get this, I've got a title. I'm the manager. I'm the boss. You do what I say, and and oh, I don't hear I'm that. I'm the manager. Of... I'm not the boss. Right. I'm in charge of coordinating all these things to make it so that um, these various groups we have, you know, our our vendors who mm -hmm. own our market, and then we have a board of directors who does sort sure. of, you know, more. But your boots directing. on the ground. Yes, I'm the mm -hmm. I'm the the one who <laughs> sort of is is figuring out the details to make the vision for all those people happen yeah if it doesn't happen you're the one who they're going to come to yeah or the things that do work out it's because everybody worked along with me <laughs> one or the course. other <laughs> but, and, and that's that's the law of leadership right when it works well it's it's the team and when it's bad it's on you, you. well <laughs> i'm i'm lucky i have a really supportive board of directors mm. and great vendors so that yeah. does not tend to happen but it it can in this kind of position well, for I, sure. You know, um, <laughs> there's a lot of coaches uh, yeah. who, who will have that mentality. If it's if the team is working well, it's them, and if it's bad, it's on me. Um, so I I think that that is a, a, an exceptional sign of leadership and, and good management. So did you have any training for management leadership? How did how did you kind of get into this? Um, so the farmer's market in particular is a job, a role that I actually inherited. Um, my mother was the farmer's market director for uh, maybe, I've been the director for about six years now. Um, and she was the director for maybe the four or five years before that. Um, and uh, I had been, uh, she had, she was ill before she passed away and I had um, been supporting her Um and therefore helping her with this job that, you know, just lit her up from inside and was something that, mm. you know, we wanted to support her to be able to do. And so um, I sort of stepped into it organically from having supported her in doing it and then um, taking it over when she wasn't able to anymore. Um, so I think that there's that sort of element of this particular organization sort of um, being tied in um, for me in that way, um, as well as, you know, the actual work of this kind of coordination um, being something that I just 
you know, I, I'm, I would have found something, right, that was some kind of third space creation work because that is sort of the, if I look at all of the various work that I've done, that is the sort of the theme, right? This idea of creating spaces for people to gather is sort of a, a reoccurring theme. So I would have found something. Um, the reason that it is this is because of her. Mm -hmm. That is such a powerful answer. Um, kudos to you. Yes. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, Thank they, you. Yes. Okay. Well, you kind of answered the next question, <laughs> but give us some some more because we were in this theme of leadership. Um, how you know where and how did you self educate? Now you walked with your mother, and you helped support her. But was there any other means in which you self-educated to then take on the full role? Hmm. Um, I think in the, in the particulars of the role of market management, there's certainly some um, like overarching statewide organizations that help with that kind of thing. But in the sort of wider theme of this sort of coordinator of things, um, I don't remember a time when I wasn't coordinating something. And my dear younger siblings will tell you that I was very bossy or maybe yeah. that I had high leadership potential, right? And I'm very lucky um, that I grew up in an environment where um, that energy in me was valued as leadership. Yeah. Exactly. I was encouraged to lead things. I was, you know... Um, I was sort of given the backup that is required to have a kid run something, right? If you're going to let a kid run something, you got to know that they have the backup, you know, to do it. Yeah. So I was very, I was very blessed in, in that way. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> what did you find was the greatest struggle during the time of COVID? We're, we're in a post-COVID world now, but, but during it, because I noticed that the farmer's <clears throat> market didn't really miss a beat. Yeah, so the farmer's market was able to continue for a number of reasons, um, part of which is a bunch of advocacy work that was done by um, our statewide partners, um, both NOFA Vermont and the Vermont Farmer's Market Association, um, our statewide associations who did a lot of work with the um, government at that point to sort of figure out how to safely hold farmer's markets as um, sort of vital, um, you know, vital resources during that time. Um, because as you remember, it, the vital businesses were, were running mm -hmm. and, and yeah. um, I don't know if you went to the farmer's market during the depths of COVID, um, but there was a lot of modifications to our routines that we yeah. needed to make um, to be able to make sure to do all of those things to continue to support public health. Um, those things, uh, most of those requirements were sort of set down from the state level. Um, and I was very lucky to have um, this, this farmer's market organization really is a, a you know, sort of larger um, group of people. And so I had a handful of people that every week would show up at, you know, whatever it was, 10 a.m. and we would set up a million grade stakes and a bunch of rope and all this other stuff to yep. be able to meet those requirements of, of fencing and, and crowd control and um, all those things. It was 
it was one of those things where I'm really glad we were able to do it because it did get, um, you know, it both supported all of those businesses who relied on the farmer's market, you know, um, and it got all of those vital, you know, resources into people's, into people's um, hands, you know, there was, you know, all the fresh food and all of that stuff is still, people still need fresh food, regardless of whether there's a pandemic. Um, sure. And so I'm really glad that we were able to make that work, but it definitely was a big change there for that year of yeah, absolutely. lockdown. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, my evaluation of COVID, you know, looking back on it now is that it was an exposure. It exposed mm -hmm. a lot of things. And one of the things that it exposed was people who were flexible, adaptable, and willing to be creative in how they could continue to go forward. Because life has to go on, right? We, we got to continue. You got to have fresh food, all of those things. So you were creative in, in how we can do this in a safe way. And, and there's other businesses that that flourished because of it. And then there's, um, you know, some it obviously was out of their control, but there was some who I think um, they just kind of closed closed up shop because they were not creative. Well, I think that uh, you're very right that the pandemic exposed the cracks. It exposed the cracks in society widespread, right? Absolutely. And, and I think if we're wise, we look at those cracks that have been exposed and we, instead of just like putting paint over them and looking away, mm -hmm. we go, oh, there's a crack and we need to heal that crack. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that that's, you know, if we're wise, that's what we can take away from the pandemic's sort of destruction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that there's good things that can come from a, a bad situation. And, yeah. And, and that's, that's, really kind of it right looking at it and evaluating yeah what what's those weaknesses so good job okay so you know obviously covid brings a lot of challenges <laughs> um but anything we set out to do brings challenges so how do you how do you balance life and work um i think there's a, I, I am one of those people that has many different jobs, um, all of which I sort of enjoy for different reasons, the farmer's market being one of them. Um, I also run a, a small business in the community that actually sells at the farmer's market, as well as um, in other parts of town. So um, I, I keep myself plenty busy with, with those things on, on the sort of work side. And then um, as I mentioned briefly earlier, um, I work uh, theater production um, is one of my hobbies. So I work with the Lyric Theater Company over, uh, they're based in South Burlington, but they perform at the Flynn twice a year. Um, so I really enjoy that work. It's it's very different um, from sort of my, my day-to-day work. Um, and it's yet again, something that's very collaborative, right? It's something that you cannot do with just one person. Um, it requires, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. So I, I really enjoy that too. Okay. What would you say has been the most influential resource for you as a as a person or um, as a, as a leader in in the community? 
there been a book? Has there been a, a TED mm -hmm. talk? A, a person? Hmm. I don't know that there is there is one thing. Um, <laughs> I think that you sort of travel through the world and pick up the the best parts of all of the different people that you um, you know work with and and collaborate with. Um, I I am very much a a doer uh, rather than a studier, uh, which means that you make your own mistakes, which mm -hmm. is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, I, I have, um, sort of, I've been very greatly, um, you know, I, I've, since I've had so many different opportunities to coordinate various things, I think you, you sort of learn different things from each of those and, you know, hopefully you make each mistake only, uh, one or two times, you know, sometimes three if it's, you know, one of those, but, uh, <laughs> you just sort of learn and grow through that. Yep. Mm -hmm. cool. All right. So tell us what's next. What's next for the farmer's market? Well, the farmer's market is uh, right in the process of gearing up for the season right now. This is a very exciting uh, and busy time of year if you are a farmer's market vendor or in my case, a farmer's market manager. Um, we are, uh, let's see, just in this past week, I've been working on finalizing all of our vendor schedules so we know exactly which vendors are coming which weeks. Um, we have um, a program where we have what we call halftime vendors who come like either the first and third Thursday or the second and fourth Thursday of the month um, so that there's some variety of vendors. So I've been finalizing all of that. I've been finalizing a bunch of our musicians and that kind of stuff. So all of the sort of logistics of that um, as well as working um, with our board to do some um, other sort of um, sort of strategic planning kind of stuff, like a you know sort of five year outlook mm -hmm. kind of kind of thing. Um, which, like any organization, right, you're you're right in the middle of it, and you also want to take the time to sort of look up and look around, and then you're right in the middle of it. So balancing those two things is always you know. I think that's just the nature of, of a complex organization. So, but yeah, we're in the, we're in the like paint signs and finalized schedules kind of part of the year, which is always exciting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the 25th and when we'll actually get to gather together and, and see the thing be real. Cause that's always, it's the most exciting day. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to it. <laughs> so Carmen went to the future and I'm going to go to the past. Alrighty then. I'm going to ask you, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Be you, they'll get over it. <laughs> That's good. That's real good. That is really good. <laughs> it's it's uh, much easier to be the whoever it is that they want you to be in any situation. Uh, but it's better to just be you and they'll get over it yep. or they won't. And then you'll know that they should go. Well, either they'll get or over you it go. Or, or, or you you'll, go. You'll get over it. One of the two, yeah. right? Yeah. So one of us is going to get over this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, this has been a fantastic conversation. Mm -hmm. I just want you to give the listeners one more shot, like the date. If, is it too late for a vendor to get on? 
Uh, no, we still have some spaces for day vendors. Okay. Um, so if people are interested in vending at the market, um, they should go to our website, jerichofarmersmarket.com. Real easy to remember, okay. jerichofarmersmarket.com. There's a bunch of information there. We also are still looking for some volunteers to help us run day of operations. Um, so if you are interested in volunteering or in joining us as a vendor, there's still lots of opportunities for that. Head to jerichofarmersmarket.com and get a hold of me there. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad to have been able to. We're back. Yay. Wasn't that cool? That was awesome. I was I was inspired by her energy, her positivity, you know, her um just her her outlook. And yeah. and going and after the things that she wants to do. Right, absolutely and and uh I think that's one of the fun things about doing this is getting to talk to to people in the community who who you might know you know them, you see them in the market, you wave, but you don't know them. Right. And you don't know that they have been to Carthage, <laughs> where Hannibal is from. I mean, the greatest military mind, probably probably the greatest military mind. Um, so that was really exciting. I, I was I was floored by that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but she's infectious, yeah. right? No, she really is. Um, you know, yeah, I find her to be just very like humble she just i don't know she likes to she has found how she operates yeah and so she is doing things in her realm absolutely and we were, so she's comfortable in her skin she is we were talking about this before we we hit the record button um that we have a purpose in life and she has found her purpose and she's just going after it. Right. And she is, because of that, it, it does make her infectious. It makes her passionate and it makes her fun to be around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you can see the passion of serving. Right. I mean, you know, she's doing the farmer's market and it's not a paid job per se. Right. Right. And um, she's doing it mostly volunteer. And that among everyone else that's there you know the board of directors etc but um she just loves to serve people there's a lot of time and effort and planning that goes into what she does in order for it to happen right on a on a thursday mm -hmm. and you don't see it really yeah. you get to just enjoy it right so next time you're at the farmer's market that's what i was talking about that's the next thing i wanted to enjoy was trying some of the food <laughs> but um next time you're there look for the lady with the big what do you call what she call a big hat summer hat um and say thank you to her yeah well she is a she is a vendor there she told us she does the uh yeah what did she call it king's bakery or oh, yeah. something of that nature but she sells bread and baked goods so that's where you'll find me <laughs> yep. So go say hi to her when she's there. I don't know if she's in every other week. I don't remember if she mentioned that or if she is every week. But well, she's there every, week, she's there as, every week as the manager. As the manager. So yeah, look for the lady with the the big straw hat there and summer hat, 
and uh, say hi to her and tell her you heard the podcast. I sure. Mean, well, she's 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 a networker. She likes to connect people and um and and speak with people. Yeah. And she's a people person. Yeah, that's good. for sure. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Same here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We enjoyed having her on the on the show with us, and uh, I just want to put it out there: if, if you're a person in the community and we haven't thought of you yet, you want to be part of the show. We would love to have a conversation with you. We'd love to get you on the show and uh, let this community. Um, you know, some people have said that they don't know where we service. We, we call ourselves servicing the Mount Mansfield community everywhere that kind of mount mansfield yeah we we kind of you know i mean it does branch out but you know we kind of um looked at like the the school district which Mm -hmm. was right underhill jericho richmond bolton and huntington but we know jeffersonville cambridge essex and indian beyond are well integrated into that community absolutely and we have people that listen from all over the world just because if they're visiting all here. over the world. And I mean, shoot, we're like professionals now. We're up, <laughs> we're up to episode what five now. You can go ahead and laugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're patting ourselves on the back, but not really, because it is only number five. <laughs> well, but, that's okay. That's that's just how it gets started. And obviously, if they're hearing it from across the world, people are sharing it. So share. No share, but if you want to be part of it, how would they go about that? Yeah, so you know, share for one, um, and you can call us and leave us a message eight zero two eight five eight five five three four. Again, that's eight zero two eight five eight five five three four, and uh, you can email us as well. Um, and the email is talk of the town vt podcast at gmail dot com. And of course, that VT is the Vermont. Correct. Victor uh, Tango. Right. So, talk of the town VT podcast at Gmail. So, let us know what you think. Share it. Um, if you, if you, you know, we do have a running list already of um, who we're going to speak to. So, the list is long, but be patient. You know, let us know and um, we'll see how we can. And and the, and the other thing, the last thing I will say is uh, whatever platform you're using this on, give us five stars. Give us a nice review. Say positive things, how wonderful and fun, <laughs> funny we, we just, you can't wait until the next podcast comes out. <laughs> no, but we need those. Um, and even if you have, you know, we're not going to, we have to be balanced here. If there's something you have to say that's not positive. Just do it nicely. That's right. <laughs> and we will, we do read every one of them. So, um, and we will consider everything. To be fair. That's right. So. So we thank you for listening to us. Yep. And what's our, what's our, we're going to come up with a call line. What do, what do they call that? The, the, the ending thing. The ending thing. So. Hey, I'm, why don't we have a contest? Yeah. Why don't we ask people, call it in, yeah, what, email it in. How should we end? How should we end this podcast? You know, like the, the nightly news. And what are some of the ones that we've heard? No. So I'm a, I'm a uh, fan of, of the Mash Matters podcast. Okay, so tell us how they end. They end it 
with here's looking up your old address. <laughs> we're we're not gonna use that one because it's already used. But uh, oh, we have something really. We do something something good cool. and unique. Yeah, unique. Yeah. So hey. We don't have anything to we give don't. you for a contest. We just want Well, you never you know. We, yeah, we might buy you an ice cream. This is just new. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll think about it. But yeah. right, right in. Tell us what you think. And until next time. Happy 4th. You've been listening to Talk of the Town with Giles and Carmen. The podcast for the Mount Mansfield community. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you again next podcast.